Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Covenant Podcast. This is episode seven, um, the second part of our uncomfortable conversations about worship. Um, and thanks for listening or watching if you're on YouTube. Um, as always, um, like and share um, the stuff that we have on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And if you guys have any questions at all, you can always email us at covenantchurchnc1. That's even if you have questions or stuff that you want to see us talk about. And so to start off, um, I'm your host, Ryan Sturzbaugh, and joining me today is... Brandy Marcer. Mike Devine. And Todd Bryant. All right. And so, uh, like I said, this is the, the second part to, um, to our, our worship episodes. Um, so for you guys, what do you think it means to worship the Father uh, in spirit and in truth? Todd? <laughs> <laughs> That's a scripture. Um, yeah. Uh, Jesus said there was a time coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for that's the kind of worshipers the Father seeks, which is, is really good information there because you know that the Father's seeking worship. Yeah. You get that. But to worship the Father in spirit and truth, there's a connection I- in the spirit realm of, of connecting to worship through the Father, but th- there's also a truth element, and you need both present. Truth is like with, with knowledge and with understanding, mm-hmm. accurate, uh, theological uh, mm-hmm. Worship. You, you don't want to. You don't want to just. You have to be careful with the songs that are out when you're doing worship. That the that they're they contain truth. That they're not theologically incorrect. So that's the aspect of, of worship in, in truth, and that you're worshiping in line with Scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That that what you're doing is based on Scripture because there's plenty of uh, admonition in the Scripture for how we're to worship. And so yeah. that would be the true sh- uh, worship in truth part. Yeah. Pastor, worship. That's spirit. good, man. Yeah. I, I like that. Uh, I think. I, you know, last. Last time we kept bringing in this aspect of what if people on here that aren't uh, believers, even in Jesus Christ, you know, and and how you get how I came to that place to looking up in the air and acknowledging and confirming that God was God. Yeah. After I did that in my own life, the next step I took was then what is His truth then? And to mm-hmm. me, it became the Bible. Second Timothy says that all of Scripture is God breathed, and mm-hmm. and so. What Todd just said, man, it was like really good. I was like, because I've always thought that was a very interesting scripture. And, and mm-hmm. even as a pastor for years, I didn't really understand what it meant. I would say, that's what he's after, so I better try to find it and figure out what it is because that's what I want to be. But I didn't know until uh, what he said was extremely accurate to what I think, too. I think you you do have to have a spirit engagement with God. That's like a act act of your will even, but a, a, a decision that I want to enter into worship with him. And the way I want to do that is is to agree with what who he says he is. Mm-hmm. Remember a couple like podcasts ago when I said that God's not who he, who we think he is, he's who he says, says he, he is? is. Right. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing, you know, on yeah. that. So, so worship and spirit and truth is personal, but it's also, uh, I thought that's a very good definition. Yeah. What, what I, I would have said the same thing. I'm glad we'll I leave it to the worship pastor, huh? That's right. He is the worship pastor. <laughs> the reason I, we got Brandy up here today, honestly, is uh, is she's she's one of those people that I consider a worshiper. She sends me incredible worship songs, and uh, she works here on our staff too, you know, and uh, does a lot of other things here. But but beyond that, she's a worshiper. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, anyway, I, I guess we'll throw it over to her. She's get her feet wet and what she thinks that. That question, answer that question. Sorry, Brandon, I was throwing you under the bus already. But well, I think when we take and when we get to where we start worshiping Him, then that's when He 
he comes into the room and then that's when things start to happen whether people start getting salvation or things are delivered or chains start falling off he just shows up and shows out and that's when things start to move and starts to happen Amen. Right. yeah and i mean in, and on top of all this I, I guess it kind of begs the question i mean is there is there a wrong way to worship i mean is there are there wrong ways there's certainly wrong motives. Mm, and yeah. There's there several instances in the Bible, if I can remember correctly, that where worship was not accepted. Uh, oh, yeah. Was not People accepted got killed by God. People got killed because yeah. they, they did things the in the wrong way. So yeah. there's several examples. So obviously there's ways that you can worship incorrectly. <laughs> and uh, I think it's it's motive. It's heart. Mm. Um, what is your reason? Are you doing it because you want somebody to see you worship or or, yeah. or you're trying to please a family member or mm-hmm. something like that or is your heart really in tune to wanting to have communion and relationship with the father mm-hmm. so now our brandy say that word order i think i think i think sometimes worship is like everything else it's com- there's a common sense connection to it like if say todd's leading worship and i know we're talking about music on this mm-hmm. particular thing say he's leading worship and everything's really really quiet and still but then we got a, a one person that's in the church that decides that they're going to run around the building and like dance to this really really slow worship song, and just make a spectacle of maybe even themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I think most most people would agree that if if God has moved in a place where He's speaking to us in a still small voice, then we don't need people out here acting like thunder. You know, <laughs> so anyway, I yeah. think there's some order in the right way. Yeah, mm-hmm. another thing too is a. There's a, a tendency in our culture right now among church folks to worship worship. And that means they get so excited about the hit songs and whatever song is out, yeah. whatever group, the hot church that's got the certain song out. And we get so excited about a group of songs that we, we want those songs sung in our church. And we're kind of losing the focus of what mm-hmm. it's about. So we have to be careful that we don't worship worship, the, the music, the, the culture. Uh, that surrounds that that music, but but that our focus is on the Father, and that's that's our goal. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think that's I think it's really deep, and it's kind of like a because I don't know if I get caught up in it sometimes or whatever, but um, sometimes you're like, well, if I don't know, well, if Bethel puts out this song, it's definitely got to be better than this hymnal. Over we better here. do this elevation like it, whole you know, CD, yeah, yeah. right? Like right. I'm gonna I'm only gonna worship better than this song with, with my favorite songs with my favorite yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah. And so you're and so, really yeah, worshiping. What you're saying worship. I never really thought about yeah. it like that. So how do you find them? Like, how do you find them? Because you're the one that sends them to me. <laughs> yeah. Send you them too. to Todd too. By you the way, discovered the songs yeah. early. Yeah. 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 Get a brandy. Yeah, recommend, but like recommendation here. Do you like? I don't know. Why I've never asked you this, and here we are, like typing something. So, like, do you like just like Google like worship songs, or you just like? Honestly, I just listen on YouTube, and I just, I just take and do the whole feed on YouTube on Saturdays mainly. I'll be watching. Um, cleaning house and i just turn on youtube and i let it play all day that's my problem i don't clean house (laughs) and if anyone knows what brandy does she's the receptionist in the office and any time you'll walk in it can be five o'clock or it could be eight o'clock in the morning there's probably and will be worship music on on in the office yeah well that is how i fight my battles (laughs) daily amen that's good amen that's Mm -hmm. awesome for sure yeah for sure um so it I mean, this is a this is a pretty tough question. Um, if someone, Todd or Mike, were to come up to you and say, "Well, I mean, I don't need to go to church. I, I can worship at home. I got those videos." Um, what what advice would you give them, or wisdom would you give them? I mean, is it a bad thing? Is it uh, w- is it better to come corporately 
Like, um, I don't even know if that's, if that's the right question, to be honest. That's a good question. Uh, you know, it almost goes back to that. Remember that, that one podcast we did about, do I have to go to church? Mm-hmm. About the encouragement of the Lord, about the body corporately coming together mm-hmm. in meetings. Uh, uh, I think it's true also in worship. I think, I don't know, I, I think we, I think when we pray in agreement, when we come to church, you know, to build a community, and then we worship as that community, I think the Father really enjoys that kind of interaction with mm-hmm. with his kids. And yeah. so uh, I like worshiping by myself, too. Some of yeah. my deepest moments I've ever had were uh, either in my car or in my office or in my on my couch at home by myself, and I still enjoy those. And if we didn't have church, I would still be doing those. But I thoroughly enjoy worshiping with you and you and you, you know, and, mm-hmm. and whoever else. Uh, it's almost like there's this there's a strength in numbers thing that happens. And I don't know how to so, describe what I'm talking about, but that corporate anointing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Brandy. Look at Brandy. Great. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Anointing, yeah. That's great. So, what do you think? I mean, like, what? That's a that's a pretty intense thing. I mean, why not worship by yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like Cam was describing the other day about like a river up front. Like it's just a corporate anointing when right. we all come together and we worship together. It's kind of like that thing. There's like something about it. You can't really put like your finger Holy on Spirit it. Yeah, there's something about it. On and off each and every one of us. I think about any live concert I've ever gone to. You can buy the CD. You can know all the songs. But yet when you go and you're with thousands and thousands of people that enjoy that same artist and know the songs and they're singing them with it. Are you talking about Christian artists? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's such an energy to that mm-hmm. that you're a part yeah. of something bigger and you you want to uh, just get so deep into that versus being just by yourself listening mm-hmm. to your own CD. There's mm-hmm. something about coming together. Uh, there's an energy that you draw off of other people in the spirit. So I, I think I think that's why you want to be involved in a community of faith and worship. Yeah. And, and, and even speaking to that, um, if, say if I was here and uh, you get in one of those ruts of where um, you're still coming every Sunday or um, you, you, you think you still have a, have a healthy relationship with, with Jesus, but you're just in this like rut where you're not motivated. You're kind of just like, all right, here's the next song. Praise Jesus. And then you're just kind of going through the motions. You're not, passionate about it you're not motivated to to get closer to him to get in that like you said that secret place with him what do you guys have to say to that how can if someone was watching they're like man i feel like i'm in that rut how how can you get out of that how can you change that i worship my way out of every rut (laughs) that's the truth there's a bible verse that i i've probably quoted it more in church and to myself than any other bible verse in the history of the world that says that we have the ability in Christ to take every thought captive and make that thought obedient unto Christ. Yeah. When I read that years and years and years ago, and now even now when I read it, I thought, wow, you know that I don't have to be defined by my emotions. I don't have to let my emotions lead my life. That because of what he said in his word, not because of who I am, but because of who he says he is and what he says in his word, that I actually have the power to to tell my body or my mind to do what God's word said do. Mm-hmm. And so if I find myself in a rut, I do this. I mean, I can get in rut. Everybody gets in rut. Yeah. I tell myself, God's word says that if I praise him, he will ride on the wings of my praise. He will come where I am. If I lift up my hands or clap, 
it automatically creates. Uh, eventually, my my worship will catch up with my desire to worship. Yeah, and pull me out of that rut. So yeah, it makes sense. Yes, I was looking up a verse. Um, Psalms eighty four ten. A day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Hmm. So it's just being in His presence is better than a thousand days anywhere else. Oh, that's cool. That's I love it. That's very good. Yeah. Also, too, uh, in our worship time, people come to the altar and pray, and there's people gathering around them and praying with them about various things that are going on mm-hmm. in their life. If you're isolated, if you're by yourself, you know, you're worshiping at home, mm-hmm. you're not getting those other voices that God's given inspiration to them to speak into your life. So you're yeah. kind of you're isolating yourself. You're cutting yourself off from a lot of resource mm-hmm. that God has provided for us in the community yeah. of faith. And and the, and even speaking on that, even. To, to help those people if they if they are in a rut or to give them um, encouragement, um, how how do you personally prepare your heart before I say you come on stage or Mike before uh, you come up here to preach? Um, how, how do you prepare your heart for 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 worship? Is there any practical emotions that you go through or? Definitely for me there are practical emotions, but go Todd. <laughs> it, it comes with private worship during the week. Yeah, for me it's it's having sometimes with the Lord myself, not not waiting on Sunday for corporate worship, but definitely mm-hmm. having worship with the Word, uh, reading the Word, uh, quiet meditation time. But also, I worship with music at home too. And yeah, and you know, I lift up my hands and I walk around the house and I, <laughs> I, I have a worship service by myself, and so yeah. that prepares me. His neighbors think he's crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I always uh, what prepares me for worship is corporately is worship. Yeah, I worship yeah. to worship and mm-hmm. what prepares me for every sermon I ever preached is I worship to prepare to preach his word I even worship when I'm trying to hear his word mm-hmm. I even worship when I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to preach about next time you know whatever it's like that intimate friendship and sometimes it's with music often it is but sometimes it's just me like man I just love you God I think I acknowledge you right. you're amazing you're you're the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I want your voice. I need you more than I need every other thing, you know, on on this earth. And so, yeah, I worship to get ready for worship. Yeah, and Any, I think it's true. Need? Like you ask us, you know, like you said, what do you think, Mike, when you get ready to preach, or what do you think, Tom, when you get ready to lead worship? What do you think, Brandy, when? And I know she's on staff, but on Sunday mornings, except when we're making her do work here, or putting her, you know, having her do different things that she does a lot of times on Sunday mornings. On Sunday mornings, but you know, she's just uh, somebody that regularly comes in here and mm-hmm. she doesn't have any on-stage jobs, in other yeah, words. Yeah, yeah. And so how do you prepare yourself for worship? I listen to worship music because yeah, I get yeah. ready <laughs> yeah. It's a common the theme here, right? Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. so it just kind of draws me back to the fact that I know we talked about um, kind of, I know, I know Aaron brought this up the other day and he said, uh, we're just, for, especially for me, we're just so distracted mm-hmm. that if you find yourself in this place, or if you're listening to this and you're like, man, that's totally me, I'm in this rut, then the first thing I would say is just put down the phone for a sec, mm-hmm. turn off the Absolutely. TV for a second, yeah. and, and, just, and just be still. That's great. Be still and worship. And yeah. mm-hmm. um, I mean, feel like I'm speaking to myself, but yeah. yeah but you're <laughs> speaking to all of us because yeah. we all get too busy. Yeah, um, and you just... We get so distracted, and like I said, there's so many things competing for our attention. Mm-hmm. And um, 
and they'll get it too. Yeah. And that can even come back to the thing where I said, like, even when you don't, if you don't feel like it, it's kind of like the thing when you go to the gym, you're like, man, I really don't feel like going to the gym. But then after you go to the gym, you're like, I'm glad I went to the gym. gym. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like how when you worship too. I mean, um, but yeah, do you have something to say? Well, I just, the whole time we've been doing the last podcast and this one, this scripture been going through my brain, like in Psalm uh, 100 verse four, it says you. Uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving and uh, enters uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving into his courts That's with praise mm-hmm. and uh, so i've been i studied that one time and uh because i was like what does that mean enter his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise and uh and what i learned god showed me in this picture of like that gates are like the outer court of god like i know this sounds like really preachy or really churchy but <laughs> But there's this distance that everybody that comes in the building, let's put it this way, on a Sunday morning, or even if you don't come in the building, you can be at Walmart and you can you can have a moment of like, man, I'm glad there's a God, you know, and it really, uh, you can thank God just for what he does, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm breathing, yay, thank you, Jesus, you know, but anybody, in fact, most people on a Sunday morning engage in our church in a time of Thanksgiving where mm-hmm. it's just like most times it's faster music, you know, but you only enter into his courts with, with praise. Mm-hmm. So that speaks of a different depth, a different actually location in worship in the mm-hmm. scripture. You come through these gates and there's a lot of people standing there, but when you start going deeper and deeper and deeper into him, there's fewer people there. Right. But in that place, you don't offer, you don't, you don't say, it's not about thanking him for who for for what he's what he's done. It becomes a place where you thank him just for who he is. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's what the key component is. If ruts or corporate or whatever, every every part of my worship is connected to always getting to the deepest part of who he is. Right. I can't live without it anymore, mm-hmm. honestly. And yeah. so you want to know what I do before I preach? I try to go to the deepest place with him. Because otherwise, it's just words. Mm-hmm. But once you talk to him and you've been with him and it's reflecting him, then it becomes like a sermon that honors him and worship that honors him and worship mm-hmm. that honors him. Yeah. So, Well, I heard Judah Smith say the other week that gratefulness is the foundation of worship. And, I mean, we can all think of something anytime if to be grateful for. I know I can. Absolutely. And, I mean, if any day that we're having a bad day just think of something to be grateful for and that in itself is thanksgiving and that can help us with our worship amen absolutely i think they've even proved it medically chemically in your body when you when you depression is a is oftentimes a chemical thing Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. feeling having a bad day and feeling bad is a, a chemical thing even to cause your body to start doing that you know like mm-hmm. her taking a thought captive and say you know what i might have this going on in my life but man look what i have i have a husband that loves me mm-hmm. a beautiful son that mm-hmm. she had you know mm-hmm. it, it begins to change the chemical focus. makeup yeah. of your body yeah. Yeah. And, uh, i think that's pretty cool yeah mm. that's good stuff but i think that's all the time we have unfortunately so thank you guys all for watching remember to like and subscribe so for me randy mike todd we'll see you guys next week